Welcome to The Emily Osmond Show. I'm your host, Emily Osmond, an online marketing educator, leader of an incredible global community of female entrepreneurs and a content creator based in Melbourne, Australia. This show is designed to bring you practical strategies and candid real stories of entrepreneurs to help you make marketing, mindset and money your superpowers. Let's get into the show. I am so excited to have the absolute powerhouse Emily Skye on the podcast today. Emily, despite her ridiculous business success, which I'll share what that is in just a moment, is so humble, so down to earth, and I just loved chatting with her. So if you haven't heard of Emily Sky before, she's an Australian-based fitness mogul, entrepreneur, and mother of two who is all about sharing her real life and experiences with her community of almost 15 million people worldwide. Crazy, isn't it? Emily was the first person I actually remember seeing on Instagram who shared the imperfect shots, showing her bloated stomach or just pulling really silly, goofy faces. And it was such a contrast to so much of the wider content being shared by others on social media. I remember showing other people and be like, oh my gosh, have you seen this girl? Check it out. This is awesome. And this is what Emily has really become loved for by her followers as well. Whether it's the training, the beauty, the motherhood, Emily shares her journey with her community and really shares the highs and lows. In her early adulthood, Emily struggled with her mental health before finding fitness and falling in love with the way that it made her feel. She wanted to share that feeling and educate others on how the best thing you can do is be strong and happy. Emily has been featured on the cover of Women's Health in more than 20 countries and counts powerhouses like Dwayne Johnson and Khloe Kardashian as friends. In this discussion, we chat about her business being 20 years of work, not an overnight success, thank you very much, Emily's approach to keeping it real on social media, how she chooses images to share and how she approaches her caption writing, staying true to her own values and vision when there are so many opportunities coming her way, what she focuses on to pull through when things get tough, how she does manage her mental health now while running this huge business, what she wished she'd known when she was first starting out and so much more. So I have a favor to ask as you listen to this episode, would you take a screenshot and share it to your social media? Tag Emily at Emily Sky Fit. That's E-M-I-L-Y. S-K-Y-E fit, F-I-T, that's on Instagram, and myself at Emily Osmond. We would love to see if you're tuning in. So please go ahead, screenshot, share, and tag us away. Now, without further ado, let's bring on the one and only Emily Sky. Emily, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Emily. So for those that might not have come across you, Emily, what is it that you do? Who are you? Well, I'm still trying to work that out. (laughs) So I do fitness stuff. So I've got fitness business. um, It's for women. It's an online training and diet program and an app with all different sorts of workouts and challenges and, and different meal plans. And it's evolved over the years, which we'll probably get into a little bit later. And I have a beauty business as well. I'm a mum. I've got two kids. One is almost three, my daughter, Mia, and Isaac's five months. Yeah, so I'm very busy. (laughs) 
pretty busy and I loved uh, Isaac's entry into the world as well nothing uh, <laughs> nothing normal about that he was in a hurry so I'm um, <laughs> I, I have fast twitch fibers that are very fast I'm always I'm always running around going fast talking fast everything's fast and I think he takes after me so yeah. he was a couple of weeks early a little bit over and he uh, he was here I think it was an hour and 45 minute labor all up and oh my ended up gosh. on the floor at home. So that was fun. <laughs> I don't really want to do it again. But it was no, great. you've done that now. You've done that now. Yeah, I can tick that off. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, you can tick so many things off, Emily. You've done so many amazing things. Um, I wanted to go back to the start. You started a blog, I believe, back in 2011 on Blogspot. I think it was then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Blogspot. On, um, so I was writing everything that I was doing training-wise and diet-wise and I started competing as well because – Back then, I loved health and fitness and what it did for me, especially mentally. I struggled with depression, anxiety, self-worth issues growing up and through my training, I was able to overcome that. And if I keep up my training, I always feel a lot better mentally and obviously physically as well. So I started blogging what I was doing because people were always asking me and I also wanted to be on the cover of a fitness magazine. <laughs> I made it a goal of mine to to get on one of my favourite magazines, which was Oxygen at the time. I was collecting every single fitness magazine there was. And then in order to get on there, I spoke to the editor and she said that, that competing would be a good idea. So I, I went off to compete as well and um, I enjoyed it, but it was a bit, a bit too extreme for me. So when I was blogging, I was just writing what I was doing for, you know, before I competed and then also competing and how I found that it wasn't really for me. It was too extreme and I just wanted to be a little bit more balanced with my my lifestyle. So sort of went through that, which was great because I appreciate everything that I go through, every experience. And the dedication was great to to learn how to be so committed to something and, and do something that is so extreme is really good and it proved to myself that I could do it. After that, I um, kept learning about health and fitness. So I just loved everything about it and made it my mission to reach as many people as possible to help inspire them to live a hopefully an active life, but, but more so finding what, what makes them happy and, and gives them you know light and, and um, sort of lights them up. Because before that, I sort of felt like I wasn't really living, but then I found health and fitness and it sort of did make me feel like I was alive for once which is a funny thing. It probably sounds weird, but I actually felt like I want to live and I feel great now. So I was just so passionate about it and just wanted everyone to to have what I had. So that's why I started blogging and creating social media platforms and building it from there. And I think when you find something that just feels so amazing to you, when you mentioned around as well with your mental health and you found that like that exercise and that fitness just really, really helped you with that. You just want to share it with more people and let them know what what might help them as well. And I love as well on your social media from years ago, you always kept it very real. I actually remember, I think you were probably the first person that I saw on Instagram sharing what just seemed to be non-perfect content like way back years ago, you would share like your amazing fit body. And then next to it, you'd be like, hey, but I also get bloated. And this is what I look like when I'm bloated. Yeah. I mean, there's a story behind the whole reasoning why I chose to to be more real. And I always did want to be open with people. And I, I liked sharing experiences and talking about, hey, I'm not perfect because I was always in search for perfection years before that. And then I realized it doesn't exist. So I was always talking about it, but I it wasn't extreme enough. And I decided that I had to 
start posting these things. There's a few articles and things like that written saying that I was um, basically the cause of body image issues because I was, I was posting photos on the beach or photos of my body and it wasn't ever like in a sort of sexual way. It was always confident, happy, healthy, just smiling. If it was in a bikini, it wasn't me trying to be sultry or anything, you know what I mean? It was <laughs> yeah. like it was different but I still got blamed for those body image issues and I thought, am I not cutting through enough? Is it not extreme enough? So I had to start doing the photos that were more thumb stoppers and, and shocking for people, I guess, and at the time it was because it just wasn't happening and I'd, I'd never personally seen it before. And it was the first thing I put up was my stretch marks on my butt. I think I did bloated belly stuff, pimples on my face, and just basically said, "Hey, I'm like everyone else. I get, I get these things, these so-called flaws as well, and I have bad days, and I'm not perfect, and I have insecurities, and we all have our own insecurities, and it's all obviously we're all different. And for one person to look at someone else and go, "Well, you're perfect. How could you be insecure?" and saying they don't have a valid reason for feeling that way. I don't think that's right because, you know, everyone has these struggles and it is, it's all relative to them. So just talking about that more and showing it through the photos, I think really helped. And, and I continue to do that, but I didn't want my whole Instagram or Facebook to be just full of, Hey, here's, here's me not looking at my best. You know what I mean? I didn't want to be just that. So I, I feel like it works more when I show a photo where I am posing and I might look like I've got abs and I might look perfect. And then the next one is, you know, you flip it and say, hey, look, when I'm sitting down, I've got these these belly rolls. And now that I've had kids, there's a lot more and stretched skin and cellulite <laughs> and everything. But I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm fine with it. And I think sharing that and saying I'm okay makes other women feel more okay with themselves as well. Absolutely. And I'm sure that you had a big influence as well with other people in your space, almost having that permission to share more realities of themselves too, looking at you and being like, oh, wow, that's really brave that she's doing that. So yeah, it's funny because I was petrified of doing it the first time, but then the feedback was so good that I felt like this is what I need to be doing and people need to be doing more of this. And it was almost like I'd sort of let go of that idea of perfection, even for myself, I sort of went, oh, it's okay to be like this and I'm showing other people it's okay. And I almost felt set free. It was a great feeling and I just, I love doing doing that sort of stuff now too. <laughs> so good. I always tell my um, my community, I'm like, guys, connection over perfection, you know, just throw away perfection. Yes. And like when you show up more as yourself, you just build connections with people and that's what you've done, Emily. So it's so cool. Where did the business side of things start from? I know that you're a makeup artist as well. Was that where you kind of got your entrepreneurial start? And then where did the fitness side of the business start too? (laughs) I don't even know. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) when I was at school, I didn't know what I wanted to be or do. Nothing seemed to fit me or I didn't fit that. It was, I just, I was sort of lost and I thought, well, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I don't want to work nine to five. I just, I couldn't see myself doing any of these things. And I was always creative. I loved art, photography. I had an interest in modelling as well, but taking the photos, like being on both sides of the camera, just being creative in whatever way possible. I also loved fitness, of course. Back then I wasn't really training much. This is back at school. I was I was athletic, like I am. I'm, I'm gifted athletically. Is that a yeah. word? Athletically. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm gonna question myself now, baby brain. <laughs> but I didn't really do anything with it because I didn't have self belief, and you can't do anything without self belief. You're better off having self belief and no talent than the other way around, I believe. And hard work, of course. It wasn't until I was mid twenties, almost, I think, when I started training, and that's when I went through like doing the blog posts and um and sharing and everything. And I just I fell in love with it, and I thought I, I want to do something in. And I already did my qualifications years before as well. So I was a trainer 
with um, Cert 3 and 4 in fitness. So I already had that and I sort of could just go into more online stuff. And back then there weren't programs everywhere. Like there was a couple floating around and that was it. So it was far less competitive and the space was, I guess, open. You were able to stand out back then more. So I started um, posting content that was free for people, like the workouts. Every single day I'd post a free workout on my Facebook and Instagram because I didn't want there to be any barriers to getting fit for people and um, they didn't have to pay to get it. So I did that and I started my programs, which was a PDF at the time. Oh, I love it. I did it. myself. <laughs> I, was, I was sitting in a cafe and actually designing and putting it all together myself while having like coffee after coffee. So <laughs> And I just sit there all day and eat all my meals and drinks and everything in there while I was working. But it's evolved since then and it went into an app. And at one stage I had a free app with daily workouts free for everyone. And I just, I really wanted it to be free. So again, there's no barriers for people. I wanted everyone to feel good. I wanted to give more. I wanted more educational sort of stuff. And I wanted there to be choices with what people wanted to do with the program, not just a one size fits all. I want it to be, they could go in and choose. So now it's evolved to being a program that's got the daily workouts as well, which is changing all the time. So it's always new stuff, as well as a booty challenge and a core challenge, abs to core challenge. There's a starch strong challenge, which is for newbies or if you had time off. So when I had my baby and got back into, I did all the um, postnatal stuff to heal my diastasis recti, which is the ab separation and pelvic floor. I strengthened all that first and then I went into my Start Strong program and did that my, myself and I, and I know it's good because I did it. And uh, a pregnancy program, there's more coming. I'm in, in the middle of filming now, more stuff to launch beginning of next year, probably Feb I think it is. But yeah, there's just a lot more there for people and the meals are customizable. They can pick and choose what they want and it's just a great program and for years it wasn't I'm a, I'm a natural perfectionist. I know it doesn't exist, but I still <laughs> strive for something close to it, all right? It's it's just the way I am. I've I'm working on it constantly, but with my app I wanted it to be close to perfection and and now it finally is. So it has evolved over the years, but it's at a point now where I'm so happy with it. You're, so good You're and finally happy. <laughs> yeah. And all the the women doing it, they're just so such beautiful people. They're like my online family. They're awesome. And they motivate me too. What do you think some of those key moves or key decisions have been which has helped you create this amazing community and this amazing business too? What can you look back and think, you know, that was quite a pivotal moment. That was a pivotal moment. I think it's a lot of different moments um, that have all come together because I always look back and go, I'm glad I did this. Or I'm glad I did that. Or I'm, oh, well, that happened for a reason. And even at the time, something might've been really difficult to go through. It was a horrible thing. Like I've been through some terrible things, like even through business with people that you can't trust and doing the wrong things and just feeling like the world's on top of you. But I learned from that experience so I can then do things better next time and, um, not trust people so easily. But Basically, I've, I've learnt along the way, which is such a good – to learn from your mistakes and actually learn and, and make better decisions in the future is such a good thing. So I'm really appreciative of that. But really, I think to get me to where I am now, I think part of it definitely was being um, authentic with people, with the followers and, and being open about bad days and posting not-so-good photos and all those sorts of things and just um, – there's no BS. I never get on and I'm never faking it or trying to be someone else. I just be myself. And I think that's really helped me get to where I am now. And I've stuck doing that as well. I haven't really gone on to whatever the trend is at the time. I just stay with whatever it is that I'm feeling. 
you know, I don't really curate my feed or anything like that. It's always just what I'm feeling in the moment or from an experience. I want to share something with, with people that I've experienced and I know has helped me then I want to put that out to the world. So it's never really – I don't really sit down and plan ahead and go, I want to do this, I want to do that. It would be yeah. great if I did. <laughs> it's on the fly. Like I think of something and go, oh, I'm really passionate about this. I've got yes. to share this right now. So and it comes um, yeah, across. a lot of little things. Yeah. And, oh, good. Well, I'm glad. But it's a lot of that, like a lot of being real with people, posting the content, the workouts, informative, educational topics and, and posts and not just posting a f- picture with nothing underneath it sort of thing. It's always got something – meaningful I can't I can't really bring myself to just post it I really struggle with it. I wish I could just post a photo and go here's me and it's great like people do it I think I wish I could do that but I always want to add something more to it so I think it is um, a culmination of that of everything instead of um yeah like you said just posting a photo and a little one word or an emoji you're like no actually there's like a story behind this or there's an experience or a moment that you want to share and describe so yeah it's really really cool I want people to get something from every single post I don't want it just to be a, a pretty photo or something I'm loving that you're saying this because this is why I teach my students I'm like you know like have a purpose behind your post you've got something to share share it so really really yeah cool. and at the same time too you don't want to post something like I don't know, a tree and then have something really meaningful. It's still going to be a thumb stopper. So you do still have to post things that are going to get people's attention, but then I attach something that's, that's meaningful to it so that, you know, they, they still stop. And and the people who don't read it, that's fine too, because they are just after the photo and they've already got whatever they need from the photo and they've liked or whatever they've done to it or commented. But then the other people actually go and read. And a lot of my people, my, my followers do read the long posts and they are long captions (laughs) most of the time. (laughs) I don't have as much time now to write them so long, though. (laughs) And speaking of, like, time, what does your business look like now? I know that we've spoken about your app. Uh, You have a pregnancy app as well. And that's yeah, so it's all in the same app. All in the same app. Amazing. The pregnancy one's in there already, so there's three phases to it because obviously it's three trimesters, so there's three three parts to it and then two different levels. So if you don't want to do the extreme one, you can do one that's more – and it's not extreme when I say that. It's not like it's really <laughs> hard because you're pregnant. But it's just not as advanced as, as that. So you can drop down to the lower intensity one. But I love it and the feedback's been great. And I did a lot of that while I was pregnant too and that's why Isaac was born so fast because I was training. <laughs> <laughs> you're ready knows? to go. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> And you've also got James Cosmetics and um, with Women's Best as well. Can you just give us an overview? I'd love to hear kind of the big picture of uh, like what it looks like to you. Are you like, right, I've got kind of these different pillars involved in your in this amazing brand that you've built? Well, I guess the core is always fitness. So I've, I've always got my app and I'm always passionate about that. But then branching into the beauty space has been something I've always been passionate about. I actually studied beauty therapy when I was, I think I was 20 or 21, so I love fitness and beauty as much as each other. So it's so cool that I can actually do both now. And um, James is going really well. It's James Cosmetics. We started with eye masks and now we've got like a full range and adding new products all the time. And it's we've got a really good community of James customers as well that just keep coming back because they love it so much. But they're really beautiful people too. And a lot of them are my followers. But yeah, I'm so proud of it. Both businesses have been amazing and they've kept me busy, but they keep me interested as well because they're something that I am passionate about. And it's not like, you know, when people say you never work a day in your life if you do something you love, it's not that because you still have to work hard. <laughs> yeah. But 
it it's because I love it that it pulls me through and I do work extra hard on them. Women's Best is um, I'm a sponsored athlete with them, so I've been with them for a couple of years now, I think. Yeah, we're approaching two years. And they're great. They're amazing people. I was speaking to them for years before I actually joined them because I don't, I don't do any, like, I don't usually do paid posts or anything like that. So I sort of stay away from it and just do my own thing. But um, I was looking for a, a protein at the time that was vegan that didn't upset my tummy because I've got a really sensitive gut and I bloat and get pain from anything. I'll eat a, eat a I could eat a lettuce leaf and I'm bloated or I drink a bit of water and I'm bloated. <laughs> And um, so they said, oh, we'll send you. Because I'd done a post saying I can't find one that doesn't upset me. Even these organic vegan ones don't. They, I get really bloated. And they said, oh, I'll send you. And I was like, nah, nah. Like they all yeah, upset me. Yeah. There's no point. It's and not going to work. And I them send it to me. <laughs> and I didn't bloat. And I was like, you're kidding. So I'm so glad I tried it. And then, then you know, it evolved. The conversation went on and they, they wanted me to be part of the athletes, um, sponsored athlete and the, their family, I guess. And I was like, yeah. So I tried some other things and loved it. And, but it's more about like their products are great and their their um, clothes are amazing as well because they've got fitness clothes, which are the most flattering, by the way. Yeah, I love so the look good. of them. I'm going to have to get some. <laughs> but they're actually a beautiful um, team. Like the, the company, they're actually really lovely people and I'm all about that. I could not be with any business or any company or brand or whatever if they weren't nice people. They've got to be have the same sort of goals that I have with, you know, trying to help people or or having a positive impact or getting them to move more, whatever it is, they need to be, it needs to be in line with mine. Yeah. And they are. So, yeah. So they're like basically the, the busiest parts of my life, uh, apart from being a mother, of <laughs> apart course. from the kids. But, so, there's, yeah. so fitness business, James, yeah. And women's best. So they're the three that keep me busy. But apart from that, I don't do like, like I said before, the, not that there's anything wrong with it, but I don't do paid posts. If you see me posting anything, it's because I love it. And I genuinely just want to share it with people. But I think that's sort of helped as well because it's not – I think people can be a little bit too um, spammy or it comes across too like paid promotion and people sort of start scrolling past it and don't really take notice. Like it's then like, well, who is this person, you know, if, if kind of most of the posts are sponsored posts, it's like, well, what do they really think? What do they believe? And it's hard to get a sense of the person. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. And if you're getting paid for something that you do love, you may as well get paid because you've worked hard building up the audience. So of course, you've got to make money from it. So I'm not saying at all that it's the wrong thing. It's an amazing business to have. And perhaps if I didn't have my other two businesses and Women's Best, I probably would be doing that. But it has to be, they would have to be products that I love. I, just, I couldn't do anything that I didn't yeah, use myself and, and love. Mm. And I think that comes across so well, Emily. And you, you said, you know, that having that like passion and the love for what you do, even though it's still hard work, that's really what's kept you going over like this quite a long time period now. Like what is it, 11 years or something in business that's, that's yeah. helped you have that longevity, which is, um, yeah, really, really cool. But I think what people miss too is they don't see the build up to something and, and to the success. They don't see what's happened all those years before. I actually started when I was 15 building up, I guess you could say my profile before the internet was really a thing, but I was still on websites. I created one of the first websites in the world for a model to have, and like I built it myself. And so that's 20 years. I've had an article written saying oh, overnight success. And I and think, you're like, no, excuse me, where's overnight? <laughs> I stayed up all night, every night for years working. <laughs> 
But yeah, it's hard work. Like you've got to work really hard. And there's times where I go, oh, stuff it, I'm over it. I can't do it anymore. But then I go, no, I really love this focus on why you're doing this. And it is because I want to reach those people. So you've got to focus on what you love to pull you through the hard times and all the work that you've got to do. That's such great advice. Is that kind of what you come back to when you are? Because obviously there's tough times. Is it like, hang on, let's go back to why am I doing this and checking in with yourself? Does this still feel really good? Yeah, I sort of strip off all the crap that I've like all the stress and everything because it can be really overwhelming and even with um because I'm the sort of person I'm an empath and I want to help everyone and people always DM and I want to reply to everyone but some days there's thousands like I'm not even exaggerating if I do a story that's provoking to people or they promote some sort of feedback or whatever it will get thousands of responses and there's no way I can go through it but I want to and I, I feel bad that I can't, so it can be a lot, and I sort of take that on, and and that stops me doing any anything. I feel like I'm frozen and I'm just stuck. So you've got to realise you can't please everyone, you can't do everything, you just do the best you can. But that's when I strip all that off and go, let's get back to why I started this and and the core of it. And it's because I it changed my life. It helped me with depression. I was su- suicidal back when I was a teenager. Mm, I did so sorry attempt to, to end my life, and I just think if I can save even one person through it or help in some way, then it's worth it. And that's what I always focus on. Even when I go to do things like TV, which I'm petrified or I was petrified of, (laughs) TV, talking to people, talking to crowds. I'm a naturally really shy person. I'm an introvert. So for me to do that was petrifying. It was just, yeah, it was horrible. I was having meltdowns. But what pulled me through that was focusing on why I do this. Why are you doing it? And then telling myself, I'm meant to be here. This is where I'm meant to be. And if I help just one person, it's worth it. So focus on that. Don't focus on trying to get it all done perfectly. But I could go on about this forever. Can you tell? Oh, it's so, no, I just, it's just incredible. It really is. I'd love to hear, Emily, how you do look after your health and your mental health now. What what do you find, you know, really helps, it helps you keep going and, and feel okay? <laughs> Literally just focusing on my breath, trying to breathe through things when it gets really hard and realizing that I can't do everything and just doing the best I can is good enough. So being easy with myself this time, I don't have anywhere near as much time to exercise as I did after my first baby. And I guess my progress is a lot slower this time because I can't dedicate as much time to training, but it's okay. Like it's not the end of the world. It doesn't matter. I think people understand that. In fact, they relate to me because they struggle too, especially with multiple kids and working as well. You can't just every day, like I couldn't do it every day my baby's really colicky and has really bad reflux. So he's, he vomits all the time and he's crying a lot. And it's it's just been really full on to get anything done. And it's been really difficult. Like I've had times where I've mel- had a meltdown and I've been crying with my toddler crying and him yeah. crying and I'm crying. And my partner's, <laughs> my partner's out and he comes home. He came home one time and I was like on the floor in the corner going like shaking, crying because I had no sleep oh, either. And I'm like, they won't stop crying. Yeah, so this like this happens and it's real life and it happens to almost every parent, I think. I think you forget it when you're seeing these feeds that look so perfectly curated and they're showing all this perfect stuff and they they're like the perfect parents and you just think why is it they can do all this like this girl's got four kids and she's like ripped and and she trains every day and she makes all the meals for them and does everything and has businesses and here's me forgetting to eat sometimes and you feel like you're just inadequate as a as a parent or, or as a partner or or with your business or whatever. And that's why comparison is the worst thing. And you shouldn't look at what other people are choosing to put up. But breathing is the biggest thing. And when I have those moments, those hard days, whether it's the kids or it's work or whatever it is, just stopping and realising, hey, I'm not breathing properly and 
doing those deep diaphragmatic breaths, slowing everything down so you can then think more clearly and then prioritise what you need to do. And if I don't get the washing done or the house cleaned or we have to get Uber Eats instead of making a meal, that's okay. It's not It's not the worst thing, you know. It's not really that important. Whereas I get overwhelmed by it all and think I've got to do it all and do it all perfectly, <laughs> which I think a lot of women get. Absolutely. I read a really great book um, just recently. It's called The One Thing. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called, The One Thing. And it, it speaks about, you know, when, you, when there is kind of that one priority you've got to focus on, all the other things, they're going to suffer a little bit. It's just what happens and being okay with that too, which is tough because we want to be trying to do all the things. So thank you for sharing that. But something's got to give, like something has to, you got to sacrifice something and you've got to realise that. Don't try and do it all because you end up having a breakdown. I almost did the other day. It was at the point I was sort of hanging on. This time I've been a lot better mentally than I was after my, my daughter. I got postnatal depression with her, but this time I've been pretty good. I haven't sort of gone there yet because it can happen anytime. But um, the other day I felt myself on the verge of just having a breakdown and I thought I need to change things I can change, take control of those things and let go of what I can't control. And I did. I put um, my daughter in daycare two days a week. I committed to going to the gym with my son and my partner, Deck, because I never get to spend time yeah. with him. <laughs> and we go now at least twice, not at the moment because I'm filming and I'm too busy at the moment, but we will get back into it where we go and have that time together. We train together and actually do something without the kids hanging off us. And then um, my son goes into the creche at, at the gym. Just those couple of changes that we made only last week have already taken that burden off and that you know that heaviness that I, was on me. And I feel like, oh, good, I can start to get some structure now and, and do things for me too because it's not selfish to take care of yourself. In fact, you have to if you want to be a good parent, partner, you want to be good at your work or, or whatever, you have to take care of yourself. But there's times obviously where you can't, you know, do as much for yourself, but you need to get back there as soon as you can and do something, whatever that is. Oh, it's so, so relatable. I just love how open you are. It's just so, so good. <laughs> <Too> so <open. laughs> Not at all. That's why we love you. So last question I want to ask for those that are listening that are business owners, I'd love to hear what is something that you kind of wish you knew earlier on in the business journey for yourself that would have helped you maybe with with that kind of... so many things. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) What would you say to others listening? I think one of them was what we were talking about before about not just thinking that because you're passionate it's going to be easy or you're going to always enjoy it. We're not living in the dream world here. Like it's, it's still work and you've got to work hard. But obviously focus on why you're doing it and always go back to why and that'll that'll pull you through. But I think when it comes to starting a business, I went into my fitness business with having no background in business. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know advertising. I don't even think it was a thing back then on social (laughs) media. Yeah, barely. Like paid advertising. (laughs) Most of it, everything that I did back then was pretty much organic and I think we did a little bit of advertising but there wasn't much you could do. It wasn't like what you can do today. But I don't think I researched enough and learnt enough about it right at the start. I sort of threw myself into it and did it in reverse and was like, oh shit, like I'm, I don't know what to do now and I need to hire more people and it sort of grew too fast and I made so many mistakes and trusted people too easily that were doing the wrong thing and they would say they're doing one thing and then they're not doing it. So research, don't stop researching, learn as much as you can about your business and if it's an, a social media base business, meaning you sell off social media, learn about how that works, how the algorithm works. I don't think anyone really knows, but you can <laughs> yeah. try and um, make sure you're putting out engaging content and not just selling all the time, not just doing the spammy posts. 
I have a very small percentage of the time when I'm actually selling. We've just had Black Friday, so there's been a lot just recently, but and Christmas coming up. But there's periods where I won't sell anything for weeks and weeks and weeks. You can't bang on about something every single day and expect the audience to keep coming back and and being engaged because the algorithm's going to crush everything that you put out there. So put things out that you would want to hear yourself that and go off the feedback that you're getting from people and and be real with people. Don't BS people. Keep researching and do as much as you can with your business that you can. So so if you learn as much as you can and then do it as much as it of it that you can, um, do that. And then when it comes a time where you hire people who you know will be better than you at things, don't hesitate to hire those people, but have high, eyes on everything. So you need to have a knowledge of whether it's advertising or whatever. You need to have some sort of knowledge so you can monitor what they're doing and you know that they're doing the right thing because people don't do what they say they're going to do. Trust me, <laughs> they don't. Yeah, and just keep keep learning because things keep changing and learn about the ecosystem on on um, you know Instagram and Facebook and keep doing things that you know will stand out. Don't be afraid to give away things for free as well and information because a lot of people hold on to it and go, yes. no, we've got to sell this or, or um, they want like a certain amount for it which they think is, is what it's worth. But usually if you bring it back and give them something that's like over – Overgive. What's the word I'm trying to look for? Over deliver. Over deliver. <laughs> yes. Yes. Over deliver and under promise. I think is the, the yeah. That's the it. Same. That's it. Yeah. You build the loyalty, don't you? Though when you're giving it yeah, away for free, you exactly. build that loyalty, and then when you do have something to sell, people are like, you know, I got so much value out of what you're already giving me for free. I, I of course, I want to support you and get and you, more of you it. You have to build up that trust. Yeah, and, and don't just start a business and think it's just going to work or or because you've got one business off social media that works well that, that if you start another one it's guaranteed success. It's not. I started a business that failed straight away. It didn't do well within days and I went, pull it, we're not doing it anymore. So you can't just think that it, that success translates into something else. You just, like, nothing's guaranteed. <laughs> Emily, you have just shared so much wisdom, so much, like, so much insight about looking after yourself and and also what it takes to build a business and, and so many learnings that you've had along the way. So I can't thank you enough. I've loved chatting yeah. with you. What's the best you. place for people I to go? I could seriously talk forever. <laughs> if you look up Emily Sky Fit on Instagram, the sky's got an E. It's not just sky like the blue sky. Emily Sky Fit Instagram, uh, Snapchat is the same Emily Sky model, I think it is on Facebook. We'll it's put all the links. When I was modeling. <laughs> yeah, but that's easy to, you'll be able to find it all. But if you go to emilyskyfit.com, that's where you can find my my fit app. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. Thank you so much, Emily. Have Thank a lovely you so much. afternoon. See ya. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, Emily. Thank you so much for listening to this episode with Emily Sky. Would you take a screenshot, share it to your social media and tag Emily Sky. She's on Instagram at Emily Sky Fit and myself at Emily Osmond. We would love to see that you tuned in to this episode. And until next time, remember, connection over perfection. You have got this and we'll speak soon.